you are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to Victory Monday here on Locked On Broncos. Tonight's edition of the show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code Locked On to lock in your bet or your wage over at MyBookie.ag. And what a Victory Monday we have for you here on Locked On Broncos. Obviously, last night the Denver Broncos played the Dallas Cowboys and came out on top in a game that was America's Game of the Week on Fox. You had Joe Buck, you had Troy Aikman on the call, and you had the Denver Broncos versus America's supposed team, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I think a statement was made, and obviously yesterday's win, 42-17 to over the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos came out victorious, and they never hesitated. From the very beginning, they capitalized, they forced a three and out, and the Denver Broncos offense drove down the field. Trevor Simeon threw for three touchdowns in the first half, finished with four on the game. We'll break all that down in just a moment, but the Denver Broncos overall start off the season 2-0. Obviously with a big game coming up this Sunday on the road in Buffalo, Eastern Time. You got an early game about 10.05 Pacific Time, 11.05 Mountain Time. You can catch the game over on CBS and, and hopefully Tony Romo is the guy who's drawn the assignment for the Denver Broncos. I'm eager to see what game Romo will be calling, but it's Victory Monday, like I said, and it's a good feeling. And, and you know what? I feel very optimistic about a lot of things regarding the Denver Broncos. Let me tell you why. Last year, when we watched the Denver Broncos, heck, even two years ago, when we watched the Denver Broncos play football, there was always something that was missing about them that we were like, something is missing that makes this team complete. Well, a lot of it, I think, has to do with, you know, improved play calling. Mike McCoy has proven in just two weeks to be a, to be a highly sodded investment, improvement, whatever you want to call it, over Gary Kubiak and his play calling over the last two years. Mike McCoy has revamped the Denver Broncos offense, and they are looking better than ever. And the reason why, in my opinion, is there's a little more solidarity across the board. You know what? There are obviously some question marks on the offensive line still. Obviously, Garrett Bowles went down. We'll cover that in just a moment, unfortunately. Mendelik um, Watson has been being eaten up alive by opposing pass rushers. We'll talk about that in just a second. But the Denver Broncos, despite some of those question marks or some of those areas of concern, overall, they have improved on a lot of things in which they haven't been good at for the last couple of years. And specifically, the Denver Broncos have a, have a flow, have a consistency to them on the offensive side of the ball and passing the ball, running the ball. The passing game is there. The running game is there. There is a little bit more pressure that I believe has been taken off the Denver Broncos' shoulders, obviously, specifically the defense. The defense doesn't have to be on the field as much at, you know, just through two weeks rather than what we witnessed last year, two years ago, you know, when Denver Broncos opened up the season against the Baltimore Ravens, Gary Kubiak's head coaching debut again for the Denver Broncos. The thing that stood out to me with that was that the Denver Broncos offense looked absolutely terrible and they struggled. And then all of a sudden that's where the no fly zone evolved. The Denver Broncos defense with the keep leaving them, they evolved. And then you have the game last week. I mean, not last week, last season against the Carolina Panthers and the offense once again, looked like it sputtered and and couldn't get anything going. You had the Denver Broncos defense playing dominant again. Well, this year has been different. Obviously, the Denver Broncos defense was playing phenomenal last week. The Denver Broncos offense was playing phenomenal last week. But today showed something to me against a very, very good Dallas Cowboys team, an NFC contender, in my honest opinion. 
you know, they had some injuries on the defensive backfield, but their offensive weapons were still there. And and Ezekiel Elliott played this game. Not a lot of people were sure if Ezekiel Elliott was going to play or not. You had Dak Prescott, you had Jason Witten, you had Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, and you also had Ryan Switzer. You had some weapons. The Dallas Cowboys offense, who arguably, and I said it in the pregame show last week, that they had one of the most feared, not I wouldn't say most feared, I'd say one of the most notarized offensive lines in the National Football League. They were one of the top O-lines over the last several years. They've provided great protection. They've solidified the run game. They've they've stamped the run game. And we just didn't see that, you know, yesterday against the Denver Broncos defense. They couldn't get anything going against the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos, you obviously were, I, I thought Joe Woods came out with a very aggressive game plan, which I thought boded well for the Denver Broncos. And it kind of allowed the Broncos to smack the Cowboys in the mouth from the very beginning. They went on to force the three and out on the first series. And then Trevor Simeon drove the Broncos down the field where he connected with Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown, draped over three defenders where the kids can't get it. And that was a great start for the Denver Broncos. I think ideally, just me being a defensive-minded guy as a football coach and as a football enthusiast, I like being on defense first. That way, if the offense, you know, if they don't start off on the right foot, you have the opportunity as a defense to start out on the field first and set the momentum for the game, set the tone for how the game's going to go. And I think the Denver Broncos defense did just that for the Broncos offense. And ultimately, it helped them control the momentum of the game for a good majority of the rest of the game, minus the weather lightning delay that the Broncos had, that they were off the field for about an hour and two minutes. But overall, the Denver Broncos were very productive, and here's why. They pretty much, Trevor Simeon threw for 231 yards, four touchdowns, through one pick, and the Denver Broncos rushed for over 178 yards while controlling the time of possession for about 33 minutes and 50 seconds. That's pretty good. Now, the Denver Broncos really kind of struggled, obviously, late in the game obviously I feel like with the second half we've seen this before with turnovers that lead to momentum and there was a pick that Trevor Simeon threw on a route to Demarius Thomas where it looked like he was either too high or Demarius Thomas slipped but the Broncos lost two turnovers I think the thing that kept the Denver Broncos consistent all day was the fact that they completed 60% of their third down attempts and and Trevor Simeon looks absolutely phenomenal like I said he completed 22 of 32 passes for 231 yards and four touchdowns the offensive production for Trevor Simeon was there. And it's an exciting thing for the Denver Broncos going forward. So before we get to the next part, I would like to take several moments just to tell you guys about something that I've become really passionate about with how I play sports. And at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that this episode was brought to you by mybookie.ag. Well, let me tell you a little bit about them. A lot of people always ask me who I'm voting for this week in the big games, who I'm betting on, who I've got my money on. Well, half the time when I put my money up, they never come through with the money. Well, mybookie.ag is completely different. Let me tell you about them. Where you're betting at is almost just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. If you go there right now and use promo code locked on, you will receive up to a 100% deposit bonus just for signing up. With the world of fantasy sports, there are a lot of online sports books out there, but mybookie.ag is the only one that gets my stamp of approval. And I wouldn't recommend it to you if it wasn't something that worked for me. Mybookie.ag is by far the best sports book that I've used. It's been in the business for years and the 
reputation is absolutely rock solid and they do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for almost doing nothing and they have the fastest payment payouts out there. No more waiting a week just to receive your FanDuel or DraftKings deposit. It takes just about 48 hours for mybookie.ag to send you the money that you win. It's no different from betting in a glitzy Las Vegas casino, but you can do it right from your smartphone wherever you're at. Trust me, go to mybookie.ag to place your bets and tell them I sent you over there by using promo code Locked On. Get over there, get the best odds, and win now. So let's break down the Broncos' 42-17 victory by looking at the stats, obviously, for the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys in the passing, rushing, receiving, and defensive departments. Like I said it before, Trevor Simeon completed 22 of 32 passes for 231 yards and four touchdowns. He had three touchdowns in the first half. Could have had four in the first half. He missed Demarius Thomas. He threw it to Benny Fowler. was incomplete. And some people on Facebook, Facebook groups out there supporting the Denver Broncos erupted and were mad at uh, Trevor Simmons because he missed a wide open target didn't see him like I said it happens it absolutely happens if you were right now sitting at home and you're complaining about how Trevor Simeon is playing you should turn off your TV for a week get outside and go do something and and support your quarterback that's the number one thing that really bothers me about social media is Trevor Simeon despite how well he is playing is under a tremendous microscope by fans and they act like that Paxton Lynch would come in right now and do better. Now I'm not going to get fired up about this but Trevor Simeon is playing his tail off and, and he's played very impressive. Also who have played impressive today obviously was CJ Anderson at 25 carries 118 yards and had a 28 yard touchdown run late in the game that really kind of solidified the dominance that the Denver Broncos brought to them and this was after Garrett Bowles went out with what we're assumed to be a high ankle sprain. He's you know he's going to have an MRI just to be sure the x-ray came back. You really couldn't tell anything from it because there is a lot of swelling so hopefully it's just a high ankle sprain like it was with Derek Wolf in training camp that way he can get back here maybe in a month or you know three to four weeks you know obviously the Denver Broncos do have a bye week coming up here in several weeks as well so that could bode well for the Denver Broncos if they can come out and win some games and improve the tackle play right now obviously with Garrett Bulls out you have Menelik Watson Donald Stevenson maybe even Alan Barber out of tackle may help the Denver Broncos but we'll see CJ Anderson 25 carries a buck 18 one touchdown Jamal Charles came in ran the ball had nine carries 46 yards and also had a couple catches out of the backfield which really helped extend the Denver Broncos drives CJ Anderson had a receiving touchdown from Trevor Simeon early in the game as well CJ Anderson proved to be uh, a dynamic threat an all-purpose back today you know well over 130 yards of all-purpose yards total CJ Anderson was very productive and he's healthy and this is the Denver Broncos team that we wanted to see with CJ Anderson healthy last year but obviously when CJ Anderson went out with that injury after San Diego the home game last year the Denver Broncos offense sputtered but now under Mike McCoy they are revamped and they are looking dang good baby in the receiving department we obviously had Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders both catching six passes Demarius Thomas six catches 71 yards and obviously Emmanuel Sanders six catches 62 yards and two touchdown snags for the Denver Broncos they played pretty well CJ Anderson had three catches for 36 yards and obviously a 16 yard touchdown catch from Trevor Simeon Cody Latimer came in and had two catches for 22 yards. Jeff Hireman had a big 15-yard reception before he went out of the game with a shoulder injury. And then Virgil Green had two catches for 11 yards and a touchdown catch late in the game for the Denver Broncos. And then Benny Fowler went out of the game actually with a concussion after what looked like it could have been an athletic touchdown on a, it was a Trevor Simeon. He faked the screen pass and he threw it. You know, Fowler came down with the ball, knee landed inbounds, but it wasn't quite definitive. He immediately hit his head on the 
way down. He got up and he started running. He dropped. It was kind of scary, honestly. So he was out for the rest of the game with concussion, and hopefully he gets better. If he's not in, if he's not active in this next week game against the Buffalo Bills, we could see Jordan Taylor activated to the active roster. You know, in light the fact that Benny Fowler may have to sit this next one out. Now the Broncos' defense absolutely swarmed the ball today, and I, and I'll tell you why. When we look at the Denver Broncos, we Obviously, they came into this game with five defensive linemen, okay? Brandon Marshall had a heck of a game. The Denver Broncos went more of a nickel package today than they did their solid base package. And we didn't really see much of, if any, of Todd Davis today. I don't even think we saw Todd Davis out there once today. The Denver Broncos went completely with their nickel package with, you know, Justin Simmons and Will Parks in at safety in the nickel spots. Brandon Marshall had seven tackles as well as Shaquille Barrett. Justin Simmons had six tackles, cleaned up. Chris Harris had six tackles, two pass deflections, covered a lot of, you know, Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, and even Terrence Williams sometimes, but Chris Harris Jr. saw a matchup mainly on the inside slot guys where right there he was a little better of a service for them with, you know, the speedy Cole Beasley across the middle where they try to interlock different crossing patterns as well. Bradley Roby played phenomenal today, in my opinion, on Des Bryant, and he locked him up a little bit. He had two tackles. He had a huge pass breakup in the fourth quarter on a goal line fade to Des Bryant. Broke it up, and obviously Aqib Tlaib should have had three interceptions today. He had three pass deflections, and obviously a 103-yard pick six late in the game on fourth down when Dak Prescott went to go throw it to Des Bryant. Aqib Tlaib jumps in front of it, picks it off runs 103 yards and victory Monday today seems so much sweeter because of it so a key to leave with that moves past Deion Sanders for most career pick sixes in his career. That's pretty special. And I think Aqib Tlaib certainly does have a future in the Hall of Fame for what he's done as a player. And if you don't know, it's hard enough in the NFL to get interceptions. To get over 10 pick sixes in your career is pretty special. Von Miller had two sacks today against Dak Prescott that came in the fourth quarter. He was very aggressive. He had several offside penalties, but his quick release obviously was there. There were several calls. Obviously, they had a roughing the passer call on Von Miller that I didn't necessarily agree with. I was quite frustrated by it, honestly. Overall, Von Miller absolutely scared the tackles for the Dallas Cowboys today, and he got his two sacks. So he's currently on pace right now. He's two he's two sacks off of his pace of 30 for what he said he can get 30 sacks this season. So he's got pretty much 28 more sacks to go, and guess what? He's there for a season goal. So Von Miller played absolutely huge. I thought Joe Woods did a very good job at, you know, not being vanilla on defense. He gave him different looks with the nickels. He blitzed guys and he showed a lot of blitzing from the inside backers and they drop in a pass coverage and they'd get out there. So that was very effective in terms of Joe Woods. So early on with Joe Woods, I'm absolutely impressed. I think the Brad, the Broncos and Bradley Roby, Darian Stewart, I thought they responded pretty well to giving up some broken assignments last week against the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. The pass defense was absolutely phenomenal today and I look forward to it even more. You know, you had a guy like Bradley Roby, you had a key to leave, you had Chris Harris Jr. And you had these young guys in Will Parks and Justin Simmons where you look at, you know, there was a play where Justin Simmons gave up a touchdown to Jason Witten, but you look at the upside that these two young safeties have and why the Denver Broncos are so fond on them is they come in, they do a pretty good job in coverage. They help and run support. You know, Justin Simmons gave up that one touchdown, like I said, but overall he really responded, I think, after that more so. But he played phenomenal in cleaning up. Obviously, the run games, if there was an extended run play, he had a huge stop on third and three. I believe it ended up being a fourth and three after Dak Prescott turned to run. But Justin Simmons came up, made the tackle, made the stop. But the run defense was absolutely smothering. Domotopeko, Kasim Edabali, Corey Nelson, 
Derek Wall, Von Miller, Shaquille Barrett, Brandon Marshall, Adam Gotsis, Justin Simmons, they all played a major role in stopping the Dallas Cowboys, you know, you know, offense today and the run game. And to just put into perspective what the run game really detailed for the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott had nine carries for eight yards. That's averaging 0.9 yards per carry. And then you had Dak Prescott, who scrambled a couple times. He had three carries for 24 yards. He had 11-yard scramble. Other than that, the Denver Broncos defense shut down the Dallas Cowboys' pointed offense. And we talked about it in the pregame preview last week when we were covering the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. The Dallas Cowboys' offense in week one against the New York Giants looked absolutely phenomenal. They looked kind of scary, to be honest with you, and the defense looked scary. This week, we saw a completely different Dallas Cowboys team. And because of that, I honestly made a bet with one of my football players that I coach. He told me that the loser has to buy the winners a medium thing of wins from Buffalo Wild Wings. So once again, I'm winning. I enjoyed it. That's another reason why I'm glad the Broncos won. But overall, I'm very impressed with how the Broncos played overall today. And I'm eager to hear your thoughts as well. So be sure to tweet the show at Cody Work NFL and at Lockdown Broncos. So now I announced it. We have the contest coming up where you, the listener, have a chance to to be on Lockdown Broncos, do an interview, be on the show with me on an upcoming episode in the next week or two. Here are your three trivia questions. Your first question is when the Denver Broncos last played the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving back in 2005, which running back had a 55-yard scamper on one of the first plays of overtime and the overtime victory over them? Your second trivia question is which former Denver Bronco forced the pressure on Tom Brady in the AFC Divisional game in 2005 where Champ Bailey intercepted the ball and returned it 99 yards before getting knocked out of bounds by Benjamin Watson? Which Broncos player forced the pressure to make Tom Brady throw the pick? And finally, which former Denver Broncos player was drafted in 2008 out of Kent State. He played for the Denver Broncos for a couple years before tearing his ACL. He was a tremendous player, also a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine as a defensive back. Who is this player that the Denver Broncos drafted in the 2008 NFL Draft? So there you have it. Those are your three trivia questions. And the first person to tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL or at Lockdown Broncos, the correct answers first to those trivia questions. You get to join me for an episode of Lockdown Broncos here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. In the meantime, if you haven't yet subscribed to Lockdown Broncos, head over to iTunes right now. Go over to the review section, leave a review, and in the comment, also leave your Twitter handle to be eligible for a chance to win a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. It's usually $39.99 a month where you get a win it for free by just leaving a review of Lockdown Broncos and tell us why Lockdown Broncos is your favorite Broncos podcast that keeps you up to date with all the latest news, analysis, and game coverage of everything Denver Broncos. Forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but LockdownBroncos.com is now officially up. If you missed the podcast on iTunes or if you don't have an Apple iPhone, you can go to LockdownBroncos.com and you'll have access to every episode of Lockdown Broncos as well as the latest news articles and blogs that I write covering the Denver Broncos over there at LockdownBroncos.com. The Denver Broncos, like I said, victory Monday, victorious yesterday over the Dallas Cowboys, 42-17. to Huge win, 2-0 on the season. I'm very excited. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills. So look forward to, hopefully, we can join Locked On Bills this week to talk about the matchup going forward. They're obviously coming off a tough loss against the Carolina Panthers. They had a potential touchdown catch on 4th and 11 late in the game, and it was dropped. So maybe they're a little upset. 
going forward. But the Denver Broncos riding high on momentum, have an opportunity to start 3-0 on the season, have to take advantage, have to make sure the injuries are not a big factor with Garrett Bowles, who's out with a, probably an ankle sprain. He probably won't play this game, but we'll cover the injury report before the Denver Broncos kick off against the Buffalo Bills as well. And you'll also be able to catch us on the halftime show on Sundays and the postgame report at the Lockdown Broncos Twitter handle, at Lockdown Broncos. Your fan engagement and feedback during the post game and obviously the halftime shows of Periscope has been a huge thing, so we're going to start utilizing that more. I may do a Thursday episode strictly on Periscope over at Locked On Broncos, as well as we're trying to take over, have that TV show type element on Thursdays on the Locked On Podcast Network. So with that, tonight's episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Head on over there right now and receive up to a 100% cash bonus just by depositing and signing up for your first time. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer so visit mybookie.ag promo code locked on you play you win you get paid this is your host cody rourke saying good night and go broncos